The curtain opens. The lights go up. Those first few moments of magic. The crew that brings it all to you is here to tell you what it's like to live the backstage life. This is show pop. Hey everyone, welcome to Show Call. I'm your host, Chad Allen. My guest today is a tour manager for country artist Chris Jansen and dressing room and VIP coordinator for Jonas Brothers, One Republic, and Van Halen. From Nashville, Tennessee, please welcome Cam Catron. How you doing, Cam? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for being here. How's everything in Nashville? Well, it's slowly getting back to normal. Still yep. nowhere close, but yep. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mentioned a couple titles. Um, one of those being the tour manager for Chris Jansen. How long have you been doing that? Well, I was his tour manager for right at four years. I'm not anymore. I left mm-hmm. last year to go with the Jonas Brothers. Okay. Clearly couldn't do both because we, we it was a world tour, so I couldn't yeah. pass up that opportunity. And yeah. I mean, it's the Jonas Brothers. Sure. Who would want to pass that up? I didn't. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, but that's cool. No, I was tour manager for him for four years, and I, I mean, yeah. it was one of the greatest things I've ever done. We, He's like my brother. We got real close. His family, like my family. And I literally was in every aspect of, of their life because yeah. they're just consumed with with the industry and mm-hmm. they live it. So I was there living it with them pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, uh, so tell us what it's like to be the tour manager. You know, you have a lot of responsibility on your plate. I'm sure. <laughs> Every single thing. Like people don't understand what goes into not just day of show, but prepping, Yep. you know, for a show. So that's months in advance. So, you know, you call, have a call with the venue and you schedule everything out and send them all of your paperwork of what you need. And mm-hmm. it's just months that goes into one little 75 minute show. So you would either fly or take a bus. So I'd have to be in charge of travel either way. And with okay. the bus, you got the bus company, you got the bus driver, and then mileage fuel you got to add all that up to see if you need another driver so you don't go over hours it's just a lot all the time 24 7 but it's great yeah i would love to be doing that again yeah (laughs) i would love to schedule (laughs) anyone's travel right now yeah (laughs) well that's it too you have to schedule uh uh, flights you have to be the one that schedules that and hotel rooms and stuff right hotel rooms uh for the band crew artist artist family so yeah it's a lot and when say your label comes out you have to make accommodations for that you you mean record label yeah yeah the record label okay so it's it's everything down to the meals they eat because you know people have allergies every single thing and making sure you know speaking of which catering is running on time and uh, yeah. making sure everything is running on time because you got to hit that stage you know you don't want to be everything late everything is planned out perfectly it never goes perfect but everything yeah. is planned out perfectly beforehand yeah and then it's... your other job is is backstage dressing room and vip coordinator 
for um, yes we'll talk about jonas brothers for example um that is i love doing that i love the whole design aspect sure of having a just a blank canvas of a room Mm-hmm. and just making it as normal as it can be like say a locker yeah. room yeah a smelly a basketball locker room mm-hmm. you have to make it look like a star's room yeah and i just love that it's kind of like an in, uh, interior design you know have yeah. some of that but with the jones brothers we traveled with all of their furniture yeah. we had I, I think two semi trucks just of dressing room items. Wow, wow! Is, that, is that for support too? Every, um, no, we didn't really do anything for support. Um, okay, that so that's just I Jonas just used, Brothers. Yeah, just Jonas Brothers with the local. Uh, we just use the local furniture that they had in the venue and okay. you know, place it. Okay. But the support, they were easy and great. And I love them. So we, there was nothing to worry about there. But uh, it took a team of, there's three of us that did dressing rooms. It was so, so much to do. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was quite a lot. You you guys had your, your hands mean, full for sure. And it was constant. I'm the first one in and the last one out every day because with this, it's the, your whole backstage, not just their dressing rooms you've got the production office you've got you know all the little offices and you've got to put up the signs like you know this way catering this way production this way dressing room. Yeah. and when we're in arenas that takes a good half an hour easy don't you have to label what those dressing rooms need ahead of time like how many tables goes in that one how what how much furniture goes in this one like everything coming local yeah, yeah you have to gotta... let them know everything yep. you need right Usually what the easiest way to do that, I just carry around sticky notes and I okay, go room yeah. to room. I label the room of whose it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And then with the support, I would go to those rooms, see what it needed and just write on a sticky note, stick it on the door. And if the venue was great on top of their stuff, it would just be there. And I came back through. Sure. Yeah. And then I would just place it however I needed to. Okay. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, that's awesome. Because you want to make them feel like they're at home or they're in their living yeah. room, correct? Yep. And it was the exact same way every time the layout of the furniture. You have to make it the exact same way every time just mm-hmm. for them to be familiar with it and just know where stuff is because they're late coming in. They want to go straight, know where their clothes is and put it on and hit the stage or meet and greet. Yep. Yep. Don't want them searching for anything. Yeah. You want them to be, I mean, they got to put on this huge show and you want them to be as focused on that as possible, right? Yeah. Yeah. So whatever you can do to just make their lives easier backstage, right? Yeah. Literally, I had everything from we carried TVs, gaming system in this, in road cases, and it would open up and it was, it was great. And then, you know, you got your bathroom items. People don't even think of that. Mm-hmm. Just, it's, yeah. it's a lot, but it's great. And do you have an assistant helping you during the day? Yes. Okay. I uh, get a local a local assistant each day, which sometimes is good, sometimes is not. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's hard to explain to people. Like, yeah, I know it looks like we should do it this way, but we have to do it this way because it's yeah. how I've been doing it this whole tour. Yeah. And they just don't understand. And 
which I get, mm-hmm. but it, it, it's nice having someone that knows exactly what you're doing each day rather than someone new. You have to train someone new each day. Yeah. So I would normally just get on like an easy job that you don't really have to think about and like get out of my way and let me do it. Yeah. Yeah. That was usually my approach. I'm yeah. Just that right. I totally get it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense because you have, you have to pay so much attention to detail. Yes. And there's a lot of details when you're doing dress so rooms, many. right? Yeah. So much detail. Every single beverage, how many beverages, yep. you know, all that stuff. Right. That's crazy. And then, so what are you doing during the show? When the show's happening, what are you when doing at that point? the show is happening. Usually what are you I doing at that point? I would be uh, breaking down the dressing rooms with okay. all of, with the assistants. We would get more assistants at night to help break down because we've got to break down fast. We have all day to sit up, okay. but we have to break down by the end of show pretty much so we can start loading the truck. So. Let's say you got six hours to set up and one and a half hours to break down. Okay. So. Wow. It, it, yeah, it's <laughs> a rush every time, and everything has to go in the exact case, and you just have to be on top of it. Because if not, the truck to pack the semis it won't fit if you don't do it the exact same way. So. Oh wow! Yeah. And, and yeah, and we even carried we even carried our own plants. We had oh, wow. our own. <laughs> It was insane. We had everything. Plants inside of the road rugs. Inside of the road cases? Um, I had them on a rack. Okay. Like a a a long, huge rack with wheels. And um, yeah, we had just tons of plants we would carry around with us too. Wow. Yeah. That was uh that was a pretty elaborate setup, I gotta say. It was cool. You did a good job. (laughs) Thanks. And we had uh pipe and drape for the walls and they were all white. And that was the toughest part oh. was keeping those clean and yeah. bright and new looking. Is that pipe and drape that you traveled with? Yep. Oh my God. Uh, really? Yeah. Traveling with white pipe and drape. That's like, that's like using white linens in catering. It was, it was, <laughs> it was crazy. But once it got up, it looked great because I would yep. you know, put the lights uh, behind the pipe and drape. Mm-hmm. So it would, you know, I could do any color at any time yeah. or whatnot. Yeah. It just was nice. Yeah, because you got to set that vibe in those rooms too, not just setting yeah. up the stuff, but you want to set the set the tone, set the mood, right? Yep. And the Jonas Brothers, they would always have a special guests come to watch the show, and sure, sometimes the special guests were like really special, like mind blowing people. I remember we were at one show, and and they were like, "Oh, we need to set up another room." I was like, okay, cool. I was like, um, who is it? Do I need to know anything? He's like, oh yeah, it's Oprah. And I'm like, what? Oh, <laughs> okay. Or Gail or something. I've I was heard just of like her. mind blown. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, so I have 30 minutes to do a room for Gail or Oprah. Or I was like, okay, cool. Let's do it. Yeah. Wow. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. So you get curveballs like that every show mm-hmm. too. You never know what you're going to run into. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then uh, you have the family that comes, and oh, then you yeah, have the wives. Yeah, yep. it's 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 a thing. Which I've, I had a we had a family room that I would set up. Yeah, so it's kind of like a overflow, so the brothers could have their privacy when they're getting ready or whatnot. Yeah, and yep. it was 
pretty much just like just a hangout, couches, food, beverages. Yeah. And get so, everybody out of my way. Yeah. Right, yeah. So on average, you know, whether it's Jonas Brothers or, you know, whether it was for Van Halen, um, about what time at night does it take you to, to get everything wrapped up and gear on the trucks and you're on the bus cracking that beer? I would be hopefully on the bus by 1 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. And my alarm would go off um usually around 6 30 oh my gosh okay yep it's a it's a fast beer <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah wow that's that's insane um yeah i want to talk for a second about your experience with van halen uh i'm sure you were pretty heartbroken to hear the news about eddie oh my gosh yeah yeah he was one of the greatest people i ever met wow yeah i bet yeah such a nice guy that's yeah gosh um you know, so did he still do? Because I know they were the ones famous for uh, one or one of the uh, ones famous I know for the. Exactly what you're about to ask me. <laughs> Normally, yes. I don't want to. I don't want to go into specifics of what bands want or need, but there is something that they're very famous for. <laughs> yes, and it's very true, and they wouldn't care about saying it on here because the reason they did this. <laughs> funny story. I finally yeah. found out at the end of the tour. The reason they did this is to make sure people were paying attention to the details on their rider. Yep. It wasn't that they didn't like. So what it was, I had to remove all of the brown M&Ms from yeah. a bowl of M&Ms. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. And just so I everyone knows, Cam was the guy that had to make I, sure the brown M&Ms were out of the bowl. <laughs> I removed Eddie Van Halen's brown M&Ms. Yeah. <laughs> but I got smart throughout the tour. Halfway through the tour, I was like, okay, I'm going to outsmart them here. <laughs> so I uh, reached out to M&M and I ordered in bulk. I ordered M&Ms without the brown ones because I was tired of eating brown M&Ms all the time. You can do that? I ordered, uh, yes. And I also got their logo printed on the M&Ms. What? Yeah. You went the extra mile. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, what, what was Eddie's reaction to seeing Van Halen on, the, on M&Ms? I think it actually took a few shows. They <laughs> rarely ate them, honestly. It was, yeah. They just sat there. But I, yeah, I don't remember. I just remember them being like, they called me in there like, so where'd you get these M&Ms? I'm like, from the M&M factory, I guess. And they're like, it has our logo <laughs> on it. I'm like, yeah, I was tired of picking out the brown ones. So I got them customized. That's they just smart. thought it was the coolest thing. Yeah. That's so smart. That's great. Um, yeah, and, and you did uh, the U.S. tour with those guys? Yeah, we, it was their last tour. Last tour ever, actually. Wow. wow. Yeah. Man. Yeah, and it was um, David Lee Roth. He was the, the front man yep. of that tour. Wow. Yeah. R.I.P. Eddie, man. He was a legend. Yeah, it was great. It was really cool. They gave me a, uh, he gave me his pick from the oh, last yeah. show we played. Yeah. Wow. So I have his, his last guitar pick from that, that tour. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Can you send a photo of it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I want to see that for sure. And I have uh, the drumstick from Alex from the last oh, no, show. No way. <laughs> yeah, they were they were great. Do you have the the do you did you by chance get the the red guitar with the white and black stripes? Did you do you have that by chance? I don't know. I don't <laughs> have it, but I have a photo with it. My oh dad. no way. 
<laughs> my dad made sure that I got a photo, not with Van Halen, but with the guitar. The guitar, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all he wanted. He's like, take a photo with the guitar. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I didn't really understand because, I mean, it wasn't my generation. I didn't know much about them. I mean, yeah. clearly everybody knows Van Halen, but I didn't know sure. much about their music. So, yeah, I did one day. And Eddie's like, sure, send him a photo. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> then he took my photo holding his guitar and I sent it to my dad. He took the photo? Yeah. 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 Wow. <laughs> I think that guitar is actually in the Smithsonian. Wow, really? I, 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 that's what I read the other day, that that is now on display at the Smithsonian. So I, wow. Google it, people. Look it up. But I'm it sure. Is... I mean, there were so many of them. Yeah. His guitar tech. I mean. Oh, the, of the, sure the could... red one? Specifically, the I think that's the famous Frankenstein guitar. I mean. I can go into details about the guitar, but people Google it. Google Eddie's Frankenstein guitar. That the he red just, one with yeah. the black and white stripes. Yeah. yeah. That's the one you're talking about specifically for the photo though, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was the red one with yeah. the black and white stripes. Yeah. That's great. Send that over. I want to, I want to see Yeah, that. I will. Yeah. <laughs> I always, I always get a tattoo uh, for every tour that I do. Oh, really? And, but I have not got Van Halen's yet because I always do oh, it. Oh, man. Yeah. I always do it in a way that, like, you have to ask what the tattoo is or what it means or yep. whatnot. Yeah. So I just cannot think of what to get because I wanted to get maybe the guitar pick. A brown M&M with the Van Halen logo. That actually. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. That's, you know, when I'm sure when people see that, they're going to ask you a lot of questions. And that's something that's super personal between wow, you dude. and the band. Yeah, that's awesome. I might just have to do that. Yeah, I, I would. I would. You can have it as big or, or as small as you want. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Great idea. Yeah. <laughs> So how did you get started in this business? Wow. Um, long, long time ago, I would say, let's say eight years ago, mm -hmm. my first tour was with American Idol. I toured with American Idol and okay. I got started. A friend of mine, um, was he had already worked, I forget what tour it was before, and he did catering. And they needed someone for the coming up tour mm -hmm. for a dressing room, something. And he knew I was a huge, I'm, I'm the biggest American Idol fan you will ever meet. I know. On that note, really quick, uh, didn't you audition for American Idol? I did, yes. Yeah. I, I, that's why I moved to Nashville to, to do the whole artist yeah. thing. And I kind of fell in the trap of working on these tours and making sure. a lot of money. Yeah. So I was like starving musician or tour the world for free and make money. Yeah. So, <laughs> so but you made, did you, let me ask you this. Did, did you make it through mm -hmm. the, uh, I didn't make it through to nowhere. No one could vote or anything. No. But did you didn't. audition in front of Simon Cowell? No. And that year, see, I wish I, I would have went earlier the year that I did it. He wasn't on the show anymore. Oh, okay. Okay. But that would mean I want he's the one person I want to meet more than anyone. Yeah. <laughs> I want to meet he is a genius. Yeah. But I'm getting sidetracked here. Yeah, sorry. I just wanted to have <laughs> uh, no, yeah. Quick. Go ahead. Yeah, go on. <laughs> um so yeah, my first tour was American Idol. And I'm the biggest American Idol fan. I know 
every single fact about it yep. from the beginning. And I do it in my off time. I actually kind of embarrassing to say out loud. I watch American Idol. I, I watch the seasons over and over. It's kind of like a playlist for me. I just put it sure. on while I'm yeah. cleaning or something. There's nothing wrong with that. But yeah, I did that. <laughs> so yeah, my friend, they needed help. Because uh, they had just acquired another tour and they didn't have enough people, and I was like, "Well, I've never, I've never done this." He's like, "Well, anyone can do it. You just got to be organized and a people person, which I yeah yeah like to think I am." And then after that, it was great, and I made friends. And then someone from that tour asked me, "Hey, why don't you come on One Republic with us? It starts in a month." And I'm like, "Sure, great." Yeah. And then someone from One Republic was like, "Hey." do jimmy buffett why don't you come with us this fall i'm like great and then on and on throughout like trans-severian orchestra i would do that every winter because a lot of tours they don't tour during the winter so that's trans-severian orchestra and that is that's a massive yeah that's a beast of a show man (laughs) if the tour if anyone does that tour and they complete the tour then that's who you hire for anything because that's the hardest (laughs) tour i've ever done and there was people on the tour that said that basic training, they went to basic training and it yeah. was easier than this tour. Basic training was easier than TSO. Wow. Uh, it was insane. We barely slept. Everyone got sick because five days in a row yeah. and you go to bed. What? Uh, I'd be done around one if we're lucky and we have to rush to be done. Yeah. And then I wake up. As soon as we pull in the venue, we start pretty sure load in was 3.30 a.m. to wow. 4, depending oh on when God. we rolled in. Yeah. And five days a week and two shows a Jeez. day. Jeez. That is insane. Well, and, and that tour, I mean, they just try to cram so much oh. into, is it like two months? Because you got to, it's yeah. a, it's a mm-hmm. holiday, it's a Christmas show. Yep. And they got to hit up. December. Yeah, they got to hit up all these parts of the country. In a short amount of time. And it would sell out. Both shows each day would sell out. Wow. So we did 10 shows a week average. Jeez. You know? Because you, wow. have, you have the matinee yep. shows as well, right? Which is yeah, basically twice as much work in one day almost. Uh-huh. But the great thing is, the reason I did this tour, it was horrible. And I missed you know, a lot of holidays with my family and whatnot. But I made such good money because we got paid per show, not per day. Wow. Yeah. I, I got to say that there's a lot of great people on that tour though. So that's, that's cool oh, that yeah. they, that they're taking care of you like that. Cause yeah. You know, and when you come back, if you come back the next year, they give you a bonus at the end of the tour and they just, each year you come back, they up your bonus. So there's people okay. that's been there for years. And I mean, their bonus, one guy literally said he put his child through college with just his bonus. That's check. amazing. Like, wow. That is amazing. I know that they're generous people. I love how they give a guitar away to a, a signed oh. guitar away to the kid every night. I always try to like, yeah. I always try to get out and watch that part of the show if I can, because it's just, it's so cool. It was the hardest tour I've ever done, but it was my favorite. I think it's just cause it's around the holiday season anyway. And you're typically yep. in a better mood during that season, mm-hmm. except for hearing the music. I never want to hear Christmas music again because I heard <laughs> yeah. it, you know, <laughs> 10 shows a week for eight years oh straight. My god. Was, yeah. Oh my god. But other than that, it was great. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, and the, that time of year also has its challenges as well because of the snow and ice. The weather. And, yeah. Freezing, Man. you know, four or 5 a.m. load in and it's freezing outside. And <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it's the worst. Honestly, yeah. 
but it was the best. What's the most exciting part of your job? I love meeting new people. Mm-hmm. So, for example, with the tour management job, my favorite yeah. part was when we would get to a show, a huge thing in the music industry, more so in country, but uh, music industry is radio. Because you want your song played on radio. Mm Because if you don't, you don't have a career. So each city we go to, you know, we would take care of the radio people there. And taking care of means give them free tickets for, you know, their their listeners. Or we would go, I mean, the artists would go with them to Mm -hmm. dinner before the show and whatnot. Or go to their station and do interviews. I loved that. I love radio for some reason. Ever, everybody thinks I'm crazy that works in radio. I'm like, why? But yeah. I just, I don't, I don't know why. I just connect with them so well, yeah. and it's fun. You get to, you're pretty much like a salesperson for a song, you know? Yeah, for and sure. Whenever you know you got your set list and you know that song's about to come on, you take radio, go grab a drink, go side stage, and like, hey, listen to this new song. You should play it. I don't know what it was about that, but I loved that aspect of yeah. it. That's really cool. What are the most common myths regarding your job? What's the thing people <laughs> assume the most about what you oh do? Oh my goodness. That is just a big party. <laughs> I, get, I get that. That is the last time. thing I want to do at the end of a night is party. Yeah. <laughs> I want to fall asleep as soon as I can. Yep. <laughs> I think that's honestly the biggest. And they're like, oh, tour bus is so cool. Yeah, they're cool, but they're cool with nine other people yep yep and smelly shoes and and i'm a (laughs) neat freak anyway so that really (laughs) there's a lot of etiquette you have to follow i mean you know the the it's it takes me a few nights to actually start to fall to be able to fall asleep in my bunk once i lay down yeah it always takes me a few nights to to finally start getting a decent night's sleep and by that i mean Fall asleep when I finally get there and then sleep until right, my yeah. alarm alarm goes off four hours later, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and that's the thing, too. I would always, with the tour bus, I slept better when it was rolling, I think. Yeah. But when we yeah. would stop, I would be wide awake and I could yeah. not fall back asleep. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll see whenever it gets back up and going. I bet it'll take a lot of people a while to warm up to the moving beds again. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a favorite city in mind? Oh, my goodness. I have a few. Okay. I yeah. love Seattle. <laughs> thank I you. Absolutely like, like I have love... anything to do with that, but I'm going to say thank you on, <laughs> on behalf of Seattle. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, just the weather. I love that type of weather. It's just, yeah, me too. I don't like yeah. I don't like it hot. It's When it's hot here, it's sticky, and it, oh, I don't yeah. like that. Yeah, that Midwest you just walk outside, humidity. and you're soaked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love Seattle. Uh, I love the total opposite side. I love Maine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bangor, Maine is really cool. I yep. loved when we used to go there. Mm-hmm. And then a total opposite of the spectrum, uh, New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, I New just, Orleans I is love awesome. the culture and the food. Mm-hmm. And the energy. And, and I, like, yeah. Yes, yep. and I, I'm, I'm into haunted things Yeah. <laughs> and the history, so it, I yep. love it there. Yeah, that's a great town. I, I finally, um, well, out, yeah, with you guys, we were there. Um, the last tour before you, I didn't go to, um, Europe with you guys. Cause 
they don't right i was yeah. with catering they typically um and i've talked about this before they typically don't take a full catering crew cross seas with them so yeah no. yeah i wanted if to they do but, it's rare yeah like, it's I've, super rare yeah. i don't think i've ever heard of it actually i think there's a couple, over there yeah they have great catering over there too like yeah i'm sure this is my first with the jonas brothers this mm-hmm. is my first european tour that i ever did out of all oh, these wow. years yeah I know. I was surprised too. I was like, "Wow!" But how, how did that go? How was your Europe European experience? Oh my gosh, the greatest experience of my life. I, I loved it. Yeah. I love the UK. I would live there in a heartbeat. Yeah. Every every single thing about it, I love. Yeah. And I just like how you can just hop on a train. I went over a couple weeks before everyone, and I okay. I thought I was gonna try the whole backpacking through Europe thing. <laughs> but I have a problem with with shopping, so I that took you a backpack. like to shop. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I took one backpack, a big backpack, and I was like, I'm gonna do this. I didn't really plan anything. I'm so used to planning everything out so detailed, but this time sure, I was like, yeah. no, I'm just gonna do it, and then I'm gonna hop on the train and just you know go somewhere the next day and see mm-hmm. where it takes me. You know, yeah, did it down the hotel so cool how i did it but yeah. long story short i was over there for two months and i came back with four suitcases in a backpack <laughs> so that didn't go as planned yeah but... <laughs> you so you were basically what was supposed to be backpacking turned out to be ubering and taxiing through, yeah. <laughs> through europe <laughs> yeah i did take I the train it, yeah. a lot because it was cool i sure love the train actually yeah. it was so fun you sat there and i had my ipad i watched a, a movie for you know mm-hmm. about two hour train ride and I'm yeah like, okay I'll get off here and explore and that's how it worked that's awesome man yeah i, I, I love it there yeah and the weather too it's it's very similar to seattle actually yeah well i i hopefully i, I haven't toured europe yet the next thing on my books is for june uh june of 2021 in europe so Hopefully that nice. works out. Hopefully we still get to do it. We'll see. Oh. We'll see. But what was the what was the last thing you worked? Last thing it was the Jonas Brothers, and our last show was oh the day after my birthday. It was February twenty second in okay. Paris. Oh wow. Yeah. So yeah, I did my birthday in Paris. Oh, that's so. And the cool. last show the Jonas Brothers, and it was really cool. Some of us went to. A friend of mine on the tour, she surprised me with tickets to Moulin Rouge. So we went to see Very Moulin cool. Rouge on my birthday. Yeah, it That's was awesome. That's amazing. Uh, did, did you have any recollection at that point that we would be shut down? No, not at all. I uh, I mean, so what, when did you say that was again? February? February 22nd. And okay. we flew home. I think I flew home like the 24th. Yeah. February 24th. And then I had, we had about three weeks off and then we were supposed to go and do our Las Vegas residency, which I was excited about. Okay. Yeah. That's right. So you I've guys never done do... that yet. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, we got little by little, I saw everybody canceling tours and I was like, oh no. But then I was like, well, maybe since we're not really touring, it's a residency, maybe we have a chance of staying open. And then I saw Vegas shut down. And I was like, great. Did you think it would last this long? No, not at all. Because my whole thing, my my family was, I mean, they freak out about everything that happens anyway. Yeah. If, if it's raining here, they'll call and be like, oh, I hear there's a tornado. Let me know you're <laughs> yeah. okay. I'm like, yeah. gosh. Yeah. Like, it's just <laughs> raining or 
there'll be a hurricane in Florida and then they'll call me, ask me if I'm okay. I'm like, I live in Nashville. Yeah. So it's far. <laughs> yep. Yep. You know, of course I'm from a little small town in East Tennessee, Rogersville. Yep. And they, okay. they thought that I should come to the little small town cause I would have less chance of getting sick, which I did. I went out there and mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'll stay here for, well, this will happen for about a month, maybe. And it just turned into months. And yeah. I was like, oh my God. It just kept on like stretching. And I was like, what is going on? And then I, what was it? I just moved back to Nashville, what, maybe a little over a month ago. So I was in East Tennessee that whole time. My accent got a little thicker. Yeah, but... <laughs> I was going to say, that, that that can't be too bad because you're closer to the uh, the Smoky Mountains, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I lived right there at Gatlinburg. It was beautiful. Oh, yeah, that's I mean, a gorgeous, gorgeous spot. But um, out there, it wasn't as strict either because, you know, little small town, they're not going to scream at you for not wearing a mask getting yeah. out of your car, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it was, it yeah. was more chill. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't have that many sit-down restaurants in my hometown, I think. Yeah. Growing up, we had one, so, you know, we wouldn't really missing that aspect of it. Yep. Um, I helped my family flip a house and, mm-hmm. and just just spent time with them, which was great. Yeah, yeah. Because with Transferring Orchestra, I'm always gone, you know, yeah. during holidays. Yeah. So I was like, now we're, make, we're making up for it. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you're using this time to, to spend with family because one thing also is this is time we may never get back. You know, we yeah. may never have this kind of, you know, we, we all are ready to go back, but we may also, yeah. the other side of that is we may never have this kind of time again. So, yeah, glad you were spending Which that I'm family. okay with, I think. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I'm good on time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of masks, uh, you actually are are making some masks? Yeah. So during okay. this whole shutdown, I got so bored. I mean, I've never, yeah. <laughs> I've never been so bored in my life and I'm very creative. So I, um, I started making things and, um, I made these, these masks and one of them that really took off was it said simple writing. It just said, I'm wearing this mask so we can have concerts again. I love it. And I've been, I've been saying that for, well, not quite like that, but yeah, wear a mask so I can go back to work. Yeah, and I gave some of my friends some, and it got posted, and some music outlets posted about it, and it just, it took off, and I was making, like, hundreds of masks a day, because, like, people were wanting them. You have a shop? Yes, so I have, I just did it on Instagram, actually, and the Instagram handle, this is funny, it's yeah. called the Cam D Shop. The Cam like the Fifty Cent song. D Shop. Yeah. Okay. The, the Cam D Shop. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. Okay. I get it. Oh uh, yeah, that was my friend Levi's idea. Okay. But I didn't understand. I was like, "What do you mean the Cam D Shop?" And then he sung the little jingle, you know, the Fifty Cent <laughs> thing. I was like, <laughs> yeah. "Oh, yeah. I got it. Okay, okay." But yeah, I have it on there, and then I started making. Uh, I just I'm very crafty, so I sure. just I've been making tons of stuff. You're actually sewing the masks yourself. I started sewing the mask and then I could not keep up Okay. because it, it took a while. And yeah. so then I had to like start ordering in bulk and then they would sell out. So I was like yeah. panic 
buying everywhere i would run like to all these stores and just buy them out so i'm like i can't keep up with these masks wow. but yeah and then i would you know print the thing out on my little machine and iron them on and it's fun i it's still to this day i started it months ago and still to this day i keep getting orders like right before i talked to you i was at the post office sending yeah. masks off yeah we're gonna post a photo uh on our social media so people you know know what they look like uh, one more time, where where can they find them if they want to order them from you? How do they how do they do that? Where do they find that? Just go to my Instagram page, the Cam D Shop, and I have a link on my other one on my my own Instagram page. It'll okay. link it, but uh, there'll be instructions there how to order if you want to order and follow that, and we'll ship it to you. That's amazing. Yep, I, I I'll place an order myself. And I uh, yeah, and then it went from that to custom mask like everybody was wanting masks of all kinds and i was it's been keeping me busy yeah great actually can i get a uh, red mask with the white and black stripes to the yeah oh, yeah <laughs> <You know? laughs> not a bad idea actually. yeah yeah i i, I think I, I definitely wear one of those um it'll come with a pack of brown m&ms but... <laughs> do you have, do you have any of those m&ms left over by the way no i don't oh <laughs> that awesome. was like five years ago, so I don't know. I would, how well I would have kept. I would keep them, thinking they're awesome for a little bit, and then end up eating them. And I just, I don't. I'm trying to not. <laughs> eat them. We had, but uh, if they're in my house, they'll end up getting eaten anyway. So <laughs> we actually had uh, Jonas Brothers M and M's too, with their wow. face on them, and each brother had like their own color. Wow, so it was kind of it was cool. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, so if you ever need anything, M and M, they're. Yeah, I'm very going through you, man. That. You you've got the hookup. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and it's easy. You just send them a file. And I don't yeah. know how they do it on that little bitty M&M, but they oh just my God, print it man. out clear as day and then ship it to you. <laughs> that's, that's good to know. <laughs> might have uh, uh, some M&Ms for this podcast. I think I right. might end up eating my profits, though, on that one. So <laughs> I, I love M&Ms. So I don't know. That's that's a little dangerous for me. <laughs> Well, hey, Cam, before we wrap it up, okay, so uh, I got to tell you this. Uh, one night, I was sitting at home watching TV with my girlfriend, and uh, she's a huge fan of Dancing with the Stars. So one night, <laughs> we're watching TV, and all of a sudden, your smiling face is on my big TV, and I was like, whoa, we're watching it on Hulu, right? I was like, whoa, pause it, rewind it, <laughs> pause it. I was like, that's Cam, I know that guy, that's Cam, <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah. of course of course my girlfriend's like you think you know everybody whatever you think you know everyone i'm like no but i do know that guy <laughs> like we work together we played beer pong together <laughs> yeah and so anyway so you were in the audience of dancing with the stars tell me about that yeah um so a contestant on it last year her mm -hmm. name is Lauren Elena. She's yep. one of my best friends. She did a great job by the way. She did. Thank you. Yes. And um I was out I was in LA. We had a few days off with the Jonas Brothers. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I went to the show and I thought I was just going just to sit in the audience and whatnot. But no, I mean, they put me in like the seats where it's like Lauren's friends and pants yeah. to me. And Front I'm like, and center, oh, yeah. Wow. I didn't know until like my phone went off during the commercial break. And yep. Everybody was blowing me up. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I'm here. 
so yeah, no, that was great. And she did awesome. And mm-hmm. it was a great experience. I loved it. That's awesome. And I don't care if the listeners know about this specific part, but will you please confirm that we met and played a lot of beer pong at the Gorge? Will you please confirm that right now? We absolutely. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> The okay, best venue too, the best views of any venue yeah, in my opinion. Right, yeah. <laughs> All right, because I'm going to play this back for her. I don't know if she'll listen to the podcast or not, but yep. <laughs> I'm going to play this That's part back for, <laughs> for her just to, just to confirm to her once and for all that <laughs> I actually do know you. I mean yep. it this time. <laughs> we played a lot of beer pong. Yep, yep. Uh, okay, my last question is um so we're, we're shut down you know what message do you have for the government officials that are in charge of the shutdown i personally think i mean the masks are great i think it's it's the best way we could do this now people complain about these masks and it's like come sure. yeah. on yeah like it, it's so simple mm-hmm. put the mask on like it, doctors and nurses they have to wear them hours you know, yep. can't take them off or complain. I mean, they're saving lives. That's why they wear these masks. Yep. So why can't we just do it when we just go out in public? And if you don't want to, don't go out in public. It's simple. So I think that's a good way to control it. They just need to enforce it a little more, in my opinion. And I look at other countries and how well they've done things. And the numbers are low because of certain acts. And I think we yep. should... Uh, follow their lead even though it's a little late now but i just think there's a way to do concerts we can do concerts now we just got to do them smart mm-hmm. and you know we could have pods i've seen the whole pod idea yep. like just certain things just doesn't make sense to me like the curfews i don't understand does this coronavirus like the purge does it only come out at midnight and goes back in when the sun rises like why yeah. do we have to be you know like why are the that's hours? a good point yeah i mean i don't understand that so there's that part and then i understand the capacity i, I mean it's common sense you don't want to be crowded in somewhere um i don't understand how you know you have your mask on but if you're not eating or if you're eating or drinking you can have it off it's like that makes no sense to me but whatever you know the virus can still spread no matter if you're eating yep. or drinking. Yep. So it's just it, it kind of, to me, it's kind of common sense things that we could do to make this stop spreading. Yeah. Just be smart. and mm-hmm. Because it's be still here. I mean, <laughs> we're still in the thick of it. That's the thing. Yeah. You know, we're yeah. still not working. You know, it's not too late to, if, if a country is doing something and, and it's, they're doing the right thing and their numbers are, are slowing down and things are coming a little yeah. back to normal, like, we can still learn from what they're doing because the bottom line is people are dying. Millions of people are out of work and yep. it's doesn't seem to be slowing down. So you're right. There's just no. so many simple things. In our that, industry, it it's overlooked. I mean, yes, bartenders and whatnot. Cool. Yeah, we understand that. But no one is saying anything about the entertainment industry at all and i don't understand it because the entertainment industry has some of the biggest voices and platforms in the world like i mean all the celebrities i I don't understand why something's not being said in our defense you know the people that make the show happen we're not working so i don't understand it it just blows my mind yeah mine too yep there's just so many of us that's the thing too there was so there's Hundreds of thousands of workers just in the United States, millions across 
the world. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you're right. No one's saying a word. No one. And another thing is people that have been in the industry for years, they're having to start over with a new career, with, which, which is so different because our jobs are not, they're not normal. And I, I kind of lost track of that while doing it. But when I went back home during quarantine, I realized like when people would see me, it's a small town. So clearly everybody yeah. in that town knows who I am. And mm-hmm. they just ask me all these questions about work, like, you know, about the celebrities. They don't really care about my work. Yeah. They just want to know <laughs> yeah. about the celebrities. Right. And yeah, I'm like, <laughs> it kind of like, I don't even, I didn't think about it until then. I'm like, wow, our jobs were not normal. You know, it was just absolutely so different. Mm-hmm. But no, it's had some great opportunities through it. So yeah, I've had the, some of the biggest adventures I think that I I would ever have. Yeah, you know that this job has given us the opportunity to do a lot of amazing things. Uh, but that also mm-hmm. comes with a lot of hard work too. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it, it when it pays off, it's nice. Like like with Chris Jansen, I was in a couple of his music videos, and I uh, sang backup on a song on an album, yep. like things like that. When it mm-hmm. happens, it's like, oh, the hard work does pay off. Yeah, you know? I uh, I was in MythBusters Live and wore uh, Jamie Heineman's suit of armor. Uh, uh-huh. No, sorry, sorry, Adam Savage, the the red ha- red hair guy, Adam Savage, and Jamie shot me with the world's largest paintball gun. It was something <gasps> like. 20,000 paintballs shot at me in 30 seconds. Yeah. (laughs) And in, in, uh, Adam's full suit of armor, chain mail and everything. I could, I had to have help, you know, standing up. This is at a theater. Um, there's footage of it out there somewhere. I'm not sure where, but production manager was like, you know, we were working backstage and I was actually finishing up pretty early and he just comes over me and he's like, do you want to do this part? And I thought it was going to be me shooting them with the paintball gun and they didn't really explain that very well and i was like why am i putting on the suit of armor and they were like no it's gonna be you're gonna be shot with the world's art and i was super nervous but it was so awesome man it was so cool i mean it went by pretty quick but um yeah it's one of those weird experiences i got you know thanks to this job wow yeah well cam thank you very much for taking the time to be here man i really appreciate it of course yeah thanks for having me it was fun yeah it's good to reminisce on (laughs) <laughs> on the years I know, of, I know. <laughs> of working yeah this uh doing this podcast has been pretty good therapy for me i gotta say <laughs> yeah i mean you have people have to you have to talk about it you don't it just yeah stays inside and it, it'll mess with you yep it will it will but no i'll send you a picture of my yep. uh, van halen m&m tattoo yeah <laughs> please do <laughs> <laughs> as soon as i get that yeah <laughs> I, I might get one too i don't know we'll see sleep <laughs> yeah all right thanks a lot cam of course and thank you everyone for listening to show call to help save live events and the crew that make them happen go to wemakeevents.org and tell your representatives how important live music is to you that's wemakeevents.org if you'd like to be on the show, contact us at guests at showcallpodcast.com. That's guests at showcallpodcast.com. If you have questions or would like to know more about what it takes to put on events, contact us at info at showcallpodcast.com. That's info at showcallpodcast.com. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, and Google Play. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook 
Don't forget to subscribe. New episodes are uploaded every Monday and Thursday. See you next week. WeMakeEvents.org is not affiliated with Show Call Podcast and is not responsible for the views expressed by the show.